spiritual involution. That's our podcast. You said that pretty good. Um. Hello. Hello. Hey there. Are, are we recording or is this a preliminary? <laughs> it's. I believe it's recording, although you sound really quiet. Do I but sound I think quiet? My phone has an issue with its um, talking part because on our test run yesterday, I seemed quiet and you seemed loud, which okay. is unusual. <laughs> yes, that's true. <laughs> so I might try to attempt to be louder for my phone. Well, that'll be fun for the listeners. I think if it's going to work how it worked before, it should equal out, I think. Okay. This may or may not work out well. I'm not sure, but we'll go for it. So anyway, for those listening, we're attempting to do our podcast today on the phone because David's in Tahoe. Lucky guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful here. Yeah. Is it pretty still full of snow? There's snow everywhere, and it's cold, but the roads are dry, and uh, I don't see any precipitation in the immediate forecast. But I was listening last night on Highway 50, sometime around midnight, listening to some of our earlier calls, and the way you ended the last one uh, with, with Noah talking about bullies, that just made my heart burst open with sweetness. I nice, know, isn't it? Very, very nicely done. And even though it was really simple, it was kind of good advice. If you got somebody that's bullying you, just uh, go find someone else who is nice. <laughs> yeah, I had to ask you, did you did you coach him? No, I just winged it. I was like, hey, Noah, you want to help me end the podcast? And yeah, he, that was his just honest answer right from the gate. I no sus- coaching. I suspect he might be a, a good future interviewee. We may want to use him again. I often wonder about that, like just interviewing children. Sometimes you get these really amazing sparks of insight that you're kind of in awe of. Like, how did that come out of you? Yeah. But then also, then you also run the risk of just getting a bunch of poop talk. So it's sort of up in the air. (laughs) (laughs) This isn't a for, for sure strategy that works. It's just every now and then they give you some little glimmer of, wow you know wow I, I mean then you always feel like you underestimate them like if that was in your mind you I'm way underestimating <laughs> how your brain works yeah and um you adding the poop talk I'm I think I've been underestimating how your brain works <laughs> yeah with the poop you know yeah. this by you know this by now I really feel like I can't hear you well whereas last time I could I wonder if it's my phone or your phone I don't know. I There's nothing different that I know of. Am I sounding okay on your You're end? You're sounding perfectly clear. Okay. Well, I might just struggle to hear you, I guess. Um, but I wanted to talk about intention because I woke up this morning and I um, found a Joe Dispenza YouTube clip to read. Okay. And I was really moved by what he had to say about intention. And I was moved by a particular quote that he had in the middle of his little YouTube clip on intention, which I'll post on our Facebook page later. Okay. Um, and I actually ended up using that quote on our Facebook page, but the quote, if I can remember it right, I might pull it up. No, uh, it's something like, what is the greatest expression of myself that I can be today? And I thought, what a great question to ask in the morning to yourself to set an intention 
for the day. You know, what is the greatest expression of myself that I can be today? So um, then it got me thinking about what intention does, what really is intention. Um, and that's where my mind is at with it. And how is intention different than a goal? That's a good question. Is there a difference? I suspect that there might be. I remember Dr. Kathy Ann Lewis from Seattle describing um, goals and intentions, and they work together in harmony sometimes. Um, uh, a goal is someplace that you, that you get. It's a destination to which you want to arrive, but an intention begins right now. So an intention might actually lead you to a goal and maybe your goal is your intention, but the intention is actually the journey. Mm. Like it's, it starts right now. So what is your intention for this podcast? To talk about intention. (laughs) (laughs) That is kind of aligned with what I think Joe Dispenza was trying to say. And I wanted to get his point across, but it's, I had to listen to it like three times and I'm not even sure I completely wrapped my head around it. Like he starts off really clear stating that what he thinks intention is, is in basically getting clear on what you want. And when people think of intention, oftentimes their minds that are stressed out with, you know, stress hormones or whatever, um, they often get it confused with um, trying to control the world. So somebody might say, you know, I only want this, but not if that happens. And only if this person is in here and it's very structured. And in that way, they're not really allowing the universe to take part in it, which I thought was intention- interesting. Like it's a, it's a very fine dance between free will and the universe the universe's way. So um, he said, you know, things that are intentions are, are really stating what you want. Like I want healing or I want a new job and I want a new relationship. And that the moment that you even start to ask that question, and maybe that's the difference between an intention and a goal, because maybe the, the intention is more like a statement. And the minute that you give that statement to your mind, you have now in, involved your frontal lobe, which I guess is what he calls the creative center of our brain. And this connects to different parts of our brain. And once we put the possibility of the intention in our mind, the brain starts to then connect neurons from all different places of the brain. And what that does is it really builds this intention into a concise like like vision that happens. And so once you have that part in there, it kind of seeps into your subconscious mind. If, if, am I making sense or am I, am I sounding confusing? No, I'm, I'm completely following. Okay. And so it's, it's as if by starting with the intention, um, it can begin to take form. And then all of a sudden your intention starts to come from your body and live outside of the idea and take part in time and form, and it starts to create itself. So in essentially what he is saying is he's 
he is reversing how we think about how to make our reality. Um, no longer is our, he says this really great quote, says, now our brain is no longer a, rec- a record of the past, but a map of the future. Hmm. So we are able to use our intention to create the future that we want rather than using past experiences or fear or emotion, right, to continue the reality that maybe we're not really liking right now. Okay. When you were talking about intention, I was was having a a recollection or a remembrance that when I set an intention, what's happening is now I'm setting an environment or um, an atmosphere into which I am now going to live. So it's, uh, I remember hearing, I think it was Emma Curtis Hopkins, somewhere in her writings or her teaching, that there is nothing to do. There's only something for me to be. Now, in my being, of course, I'm going to be doing, but I don't have to make it, whatever it is, happen. There's nothing for me to do to make it happen. But there is a way for me to be as if I were being in the presence of an intention, which of Wow. <laughs> is that getting too too far out for you? No, I think it's an it's an alignment with what um what I'm trying to talk about. It's just a it's really is a complete reversal to how we think of the world. Like basically I think what you're saying too is we're used to this thing about cause and effect. So if we want a new job to feel if we want to feel empowered and we think a new job is the way to do it, then then the way we think about it is we wait to get the new job to feel empowered. Or if we want to feel loved or get in a new relationship, we we have to wait to get in the relationship before we feel loved. So it's cause and effect in what he's saying and what I'm finding fascinating. And I think what you're saying and maybe Emma was saying was that we are actually talking about causing an effect now, not cause and effect, but we are causing an effect by our, our intention. So if you want to feel loved, first you have to be love to find love. If you want to feel, if you want to have healing, you have to feel whole in your body for your, for your mind to believe it's whole and the healing to happen. So it doesn't, it goes reverse. Well, is it possible that we're always living with an intention and mostly just not knowing that we have an intention? And sometimes our intentions perhaps are perhaps are like my intention today is not to die or my intention is to to avoid pain or discomfort or my intention is to survive something if hmm. yeah i think that i think that's where the other end of the coin is is that you're right i mean we're dealing with a universal law you know and so it's always working whether you know it or not, right? And I've heard you say that tons of times in some sort of way, maybe not that exact way, but oftentimes the belief systems that we were imprinted with as children or the emotions that we carry through past events now become our unintended intentions. And so to be mindful or aware enough to realize where these emotions, he also says something, Joe Dispenza, about emotions being of the past. Like you can't, if you are feeling an emotion and making a decision on emotion in some way you're reflecting on the past because it's a connection to a past event that caused that emotion. And so, like you said, everything probably is of an intention. We just aren't knowing it. And to, 
to change your reality means to really be aware of where those weak spots are or not weak spots, but maybe places that you want to change. If, if life isn't giving you the reality that you want, you might want to look at where you're coming from and where those intentions are and perhaps starting your day with a clear intention and maybe even revamping that intention throughout the day can really alter the way you see the world and then ultimately alter the way you are in the world. Let me ask you, what might be one of your intentions for our listeners, not just today, but let's say in the Spiritual Involution podcast? It exists for your intention of what to be fulfilled? To spread love. So the intention for the Spiritual Involution is for love to be spread. For love to be spread. I've decided that's... um where it all boils down to like talking about involution, trying to involve into that core being of if you strip away everything that is attached to who you are and you finally get down to that essential soul that is having this human experience, that essential soul is love to me. And um, I think if we can provide an avenue for people to have that intention to go out in the world and love everything, not, not saying be happy about everything, not saying you need to be joyous about everything necessarily, but to love even the negative feelings you might be feeling because you get to have them or to love the smallest wind that is blowing through your hair during that moment. You know what I mean? Like just the tiniest bits of life, love it and love, love your, the people that are around you. Even if it's some cranky person at the supermarket, find the love for that person. And if your intention is to be in community with, um, to be in community with the world, then I'm so sorry. I'm, um, <laughs> let me, let me, let me paint a picture of, of my environment at the moment. Um, I, I'm in a, uh, I'm, I'm in our condo at Lake Tahoe and the board chair and his wife have just arrived and, and there's um, people running around on tiptoe trying to be quiet and telephones are telephones are chiming and, and ringing and I'm listening to you and I'm totally in the presence of loving all of it exactly as it is at the moment, which I actually do. And I'm finding that you who are listening won't have the advantage of what I'm seeing. So, <laughs> so that that's what's going on at the moment. And my intention is to be with you and to present something for people who are listening that might be useful to them. I I think that's a good intention. And you just actually I think articulated what my intention would be would be Maybe the situation you're in right now with people entering wasn't exactly what you wanted at this point in time, but you're accepting it and loving it because now you realize you're surrounded by more people that love you and you're able to accept the, the atmosphere you're in, right? Correct. And that's what I hope. I hope that I want the world to go that way. (laughs) That's my intention. Me too. And I'm very excited right now with the intention to stay present with you. I actually found another room in which there's nobody else. (laughs) Awesome. So um, I I took, um, 
I took a couple of workshops with, uh, with some pretty amazing folk who were helping people to create, let's say their intentions for, for an upcoming year. And I remember dream weaving enough to just like write down what, what are my intentions that are in line with my, my personal um, and professional values. And making those intentions, it's, it's fascinating, Katie. I had, um, I had actually taken a screenshot of my notes and then I made that screenshot my desktop picture so that every day when I opened my notebook computer, I saw like my handwritten notes in background that were just my intentions that kept, kept it as a reminder for me at the forefront of my daily thinking and, and, um, and view so that I wouldn't be so distracted by the daily events, you know, things that happen, things that don't work, people that come bursting in through the door or bills that show up that were unexpected or, or poopy diapers, let's say, when you're trying to get the kids ready for an event. Those, uh, those in the background, like on my, on my, my um, desktop, on my notebook computer, kept them totally alive and present in a very quiet background kind of way. And I have to tell you that one year, I think it was like two years ago, I stumbled upon my notes and everything that I had intended that particular year had actually come to be. And none of them were part of my daily tasks that I was going to accomplish or check off. It just became part of like a, a spiritual north, a direction to which my life was focused. That's awesome. And yeah. I think that brings up a good point with intention is that for it to really become part of what causes the effect, it needs to seep into the subconscious mind and become what the body feels is true. Because the mind doesn't really know the difference between a thought that is created from an outside source like life or a thought that is created through an internal process of just your mind thinking. And so if your mind is repeatedly or on, you know, repetitively thinking these intentions over and over, eventually it's seeping into a part of your brain that is believing it to be so. And thus it's calling in the universe to act accordingly. And you're now dancing with the universe at that point. So I think that repetitive part or that part about you can't just say it once and then let it go and go off on your old belief systems it has to become like a part of you so what might be some intentions that our listeners might um, might take on just as illustrations so that this is not just ideas but like what are some some illustrations you might have like did you have intentions with potty training tests let's say and how did that come to be? It's funny you just said that because I just had an experience with Tess that I literally was thinking, maybe I can create an intention for this. Um, and I actually just posted it on my personal Facebook page, but um, she was watching Moana and Moana's a Disney movie. It's about this, you know, empowering woman who's trying to save her island, but she wears a dress with a midriff showing. And so my daughter, Tess, was watching it, and she wanted me to put on her Moana outfit that she has to, you know, emulate Moana. So we put it on, and I noticed that she looked up at the screen, looked down at her belly, and sucked in her belly as if 
she realizes, you know, she's three. So like most three-year-olds or toddlers, they've got the little, the little Buddha belly and it was hanging over a little. And I, I just was like taken back by, wow, this is, this is where it starts. Like the body image issue, you know, I mean, there's no way she should have a flat stomach by any means at this point in time. And the way she kept looking and then sucking and then looking and sucking up in her belly, I thought, oh my. And then, you know, I did think, what intention can I make for her to give her a good body image? And so part of my intention was actually to put it out into the social world to see what advice I got. And Donna, um, I don't know if she wants to use her last name. Uh, if she listens to this, she'll know. She said, why don't you have her watch dancers who have bellies, performers with bellies, like belly dancers and stuff. And I thought, great idea. So my intention was that. And then I needed help to how to guide that intention. And I put it out and people are coming around and helping me with that intention. Cool. And tell me about the intention of potty training. You had to have one. You know, I didn't. Um, I just put it out there and I was trying. But part of me realizes that it's time. I've kept, you know, it happened with my son and it happens. All mothers tell you they will do it when they want to do it. You know, you can lead them along the path and one day it'll happen. <laughs> so as if I had my intention, it would have happened a year ago, and it just no, that happened been, a week would, ago. Would that have I, been an intention, or was that a goal to have it happen at a particular date? The intention is she's going to be potty trained. Yeah. I knew she'd be potty trained. It was just a matter of when. I mean, I doubt she was going to be 16 in, in diapers. <laughs> um, you know, I don't know okay. if I even really thought about it. It might have been an unintentional intention like we were talking about. I, I, I didn't... I didn't want to force it because I knew forcing it would cause, cause frustration. And so my intention was to just, or my goal was to just put all the steps in place that need to happen and do my part. And then eventually when she's ready, it'll happen. You know, I, um, I have been around a lot of weddings in my life and in my career. And, and I've noticed something about, um, about weddings that that I never really thought about till now, that part of my preparation with couples getting married is asking them, when the wedding is over and you look back on it, what will you wish would have happened? How how do you want to remember it? How How do you want to feel about it? And I've noticed that we say those intentions in the very beginning of the actual wedding ceremony then. We, we draw everyone into the intention. This is what's going to happen today. And I've noticed the reason why that came to be is that many folks, I mean, the whole story of Bridezilla, Bridezilla emerges because the intention is you have to have the perfect wedding with the perfect dress and the perfect flowers and the perfect food and everyone behaving perfectly and the ceremony's perfect. And then you live happily ever after because the intention is to fulfill some societal fantasy about it. But that may not be actually what's true for the people being married. And so... Oftentimes, we might be caught up in the intention of having it look a particular way, and we might miss the experience that we want. So um, I, I offer that for people listening, like, like instead of having it, well, now I find that I'm, I'm just mumbling. No, did, you're on. Did any of that make any sense? Yeah, so you're setting the intention to really be aware of what you're hoping to get out of this event rather than maybe, you know, what society wants and really focus on what you want as 
you know, not letting the day go all the way through and then realize, man, I, I forgot to really focus on what I really wanted out of this day. Right. Yeah. Like, like, um, I don't know anybody who doesn't want the wedding to be complete and the reflection of the wedding will have been that they were with people that they loved and people who loved them, that people had a sense of connection and that people participated in the the, the creation of a marriage and not just the, not just the observation or the watching of a wedding. They were not observers, but everyone is a, an active participant in creating a marriage. And, and why I'm bringing this up, Katie is, I have an intention too, and this topic is helping me to articulate it. I have an intention that whoever's listening to these podcasts, even you or me, when we listen to them later on, that we are somehow inspired into living our lives fully, like to, to really create a life that we love. And, and it is my, my intention that through what the is, illustration- um, What does fully mean? I think I've heard you say that a few times to live life fully does that mean without like regrets or without feeling like you're I mean, what does fully mean or could That's it mean a... something different to anybody wow you had to ask that question didn't you it's probably going to be different for every person like for example my my mother told me a long time ago um she knew when she was 16 that she wanted to be a mother that that was what she wanted to be. She wanted to be a wife and a mother. And so living life fully for her was being a mother and being a wife to the best of her ability as much as she could for as long as she could. And I know that there are some folks. Well, she sure that, achieved that goal. <laughs> yeah, she did. <laughs> 10 she, kids. Uh, I'd say she overachieved but, there. And so her life, live, living her life fully that way would not have been fully for me. I'm, I mean, I'm totally right, good, right. But but that's going to be different for every person. So maybe when, this wraps around back to intentions that you're fully living with the conscious intentions that you want, rather than maybe intentions. But the idea being that you get to know who you are enough to really understand like what you want out of life, and that's your intention, and you set your mind and you achieve it and you live in it. In full peace and harmony with it. That would work for me. And I would like to add a list for the listeners. Like, like if you're listening to this and, and you maybe want to take on this week pondering uh, intentions, maybe you can add intentions for certain categories. Like, what are my relationship intentions? Like, what is my, what is my intention this week for my primary relationship? What is my intention with my staff? What is my intention with my neighbors and my friends? What is my intention, my intention financially for this year? What is my intention for my eating practices? What is my intention for my physical well-being, for exercise or for um, strength or relaxation or recovery? What is my intention for, um, for managing uh, retirement? So it's, it's sometimes helpful to actually break those down into categories. And you know, there's like four big life categories. Do you right. Know, do you know that? There's like, um, do you know what they are? I don't know. They would be, of course, relationship. Um, almost, almost every person in the world is, is mastering and struggling with one of these four at any given time. 
that would be relationship, like like uh, the experience of being related to other human beings. Um, things about money and about uh, financial well-being. It would be uh, physical, like like your body or your health, and then it would be. Um, career or if you're retired um, still being productive and being making a contribution to uh, to the world those four things what would be your intention in those four things is what i would ask myself this week mm, that's good for example what would my intention for my finances this year might be that i make x amount of dollars now i i don't necessarily know how i'm going to do that but i'm going to make an intention for x dollars my intention will be that I am as kind and generous with people as much as I can, as often as I can, however I can this year. My intentions about health would be that, um, that I sleep enough, that I eat, that I eat well, but to the point that I enjoy my food too. And it might be that um, my work intention would be that I continue to inspire people to greater expressions of leadership. Those are some possible intentions. I like it. I like it a lot. It's funny. How, how's this? How's this working for you? It's good. Um, it's getting across. I think what we want to get across. There's still a part of me that worries that the actual quality of the volume, being my phone's acting funny, might be wonky. But what am I going to do well, about if that? It, you know. If it is, you, you, my intention is to have no attachment to this recording. Okay. That's so, my intention so, as well. Well, what I know about you is if this doesn't work for you, you are probably going to post something about your experience of listening to Joe Dispenza. And you'll do a recap and a remembrance of what this was. And you'll post that. Yeah. Okay. Sounds good. How is this working for you? I'm just so happy to hear your voice. Oh, shucks. So what do you guys do shucks. at this board meeting? Do you guys tell like secrets and stuff? Ah, well, first off, we have to develop the secret handshake. And then what happens in Tahoe stays in Tahoe. Oh. I can say mm-hmm. All right. Can't break you. All right. Well, shall we begin to wrap? Shall we begin to wrap, wrap this up? Yes, I think that should do it. It's about half an hour. So hopefully this is able to be heard by people. And if not, then I'll do a recap. (laughs) All right, everyone. Do what you can to create a world that works for everyone. Yes. And remember to ask yourself, what is the greatest expression of myself that I can be today? And so it is. And so it is. All right. Bye. Bye. Bye.